What's up, everybody? This is the Nowhere to Go Put Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Today, we've got an episode for you. Uh, got my guy, Mason Knox, who just uh, actually is getting ready to release a book, and he's out of Vegas, which was used to be my old stomping grounds and where I went to prison at. Good old Vegas. Go on vacation and leave on probation. That's a, that's a good mantra there. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk to Mason about his book and uh, his his career. He's had an interesting career. Mason is a male stripper. And I've always wanted to be one of those, but unfortunately, I'm a little bit too lazy and uh, I hate the gym. So it's not really going to work out for me. <laughs> but I was always interested in trying to do it. And I got some stories too about that. But so after the intro, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on into this. But first, uh, go ahead and rate, review, do all the things you need to do. Subscribe, follow if you're watching this on uh, YouTube. Although I'm I'm doing most of my stuff now on Spotify, but I, I will throw this on YouTube because I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, pretty. It's not going to be anything that we're going to talk about that's going to get me uh, X'd off like I've already been a couple of times talking about those uh, third rail topics. So anyways, do all those things, and I appreciate it if you've been rocking with me uh, up to this point and are continuing to ride the train. Thank you. Much appreciated. Much love. I do appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, I'll get to, to this in just a moment. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. All right, brother, what's happening? Sorry about the technical difficulty there. It's okay, man. I got a cat in my lap now. All right. Cat in the lap. Cat in the lap, baby. So, man, good to good to see you. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show. Uh, I have just got done watching your, we were just talking about your soft white underbelly episode. For all anybody out there that's going to be checking this out, uh, Go over there too. Check out uh, Soft White Underbelly. He does a great job. Mark Leda. Excellent, excellent podcast. So let's uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, you got a book coming out, right? About uh, is it a, is it an autobiography or is it? Uh... Yeah, pretty much. I got like a. Uh, uh, I'm still waiting. There. there was like a small thing with the artwork, but I'll have all the all the ones to sit out. But I got a proof copy here. It's. It's basically Mason Knox. It's the true story of adult entertainers. So yeah, it's a it's basically like just by an autobiography, an autobiography of how I came into the business and just about you know from my start in Indiana to all the way up to now. I've, I've been doing this for like oh, I think this is my sixteenth year doing it. So 
little over 15 years now. Yeah, you know that it was interesting, and and one of the one of the interesting things that that you touched on um, in in the soft white underbelly episode was the difference between male and female uh, strippers, and it, it, there's a huge difference. Um, a lot of times, you know, I've been in the industry too when I was uh, coming up selling drugs, doing all the things that I was doing. I spent a lot of time in in strip clubs, and you know, not all of them were suffered some sort of trauma or were, you know, doing it because, you know, they, daddy touched them or, or, you know, whatever, whatever screwed up situation that happened to them. There were some that were actually there that were like putting themselves through school and trying to better themselves and, you know, doing it the right way and staying out of the party scene. But the majority were, those, those were few and far between. The majority were, were, you know, people that, you know, had some sort of trauma or, or something going on. Um, and you said you had an awesome childhood and, you know, everything was, you know, uh, you know, just well, good. You know, you didn't really suffer any kind of, you know, situation that would make you want to get into something like that. You know what I mean? Well, if I could just touch on a few things, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know, as far as my childhood goes, man, uh, uh, you know, we all have dramas growing up. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any hangups on my childhood. You know, my, my biological father passed away when I was like seven. That was traumatizing to me. You know, I, I still think about it to this day sometimes, and it still can be very sad if I ponder on it, you know, and, and I went through the teenage years of being pissed off and mad about it and, and all that stuff. But, you know, I've gotten older, and when you start being appreciative for what you have than what you don't have, your your whole outlook on life just changes, and you feel, I don't know, it's easier to, in my opinion, it's easier to be happy. When you're focused, because I, you know, I, I come from humble beginnings, and, and you say you're, you're absolutely right. Like I'm only speaking from working private events because I'm a private stripper. But as far as like I've seen the females dance, you know, when they come in, you know, they're grinding on guys' boners. You know, they're, they're, they're the guys want to see their asses, their pussies. They, they want to, they're, they're visual. When I come in, it's more of like you know, I have a full outfit, a sound system. You know, you're picking these girls up, you're flipping them upside down. So it's, to me, as far as a male stripper, it's more about laughs and entertainment. Now, it does turn into fun sex and stuff sometimes, but it's, especially with being a male stripper, it's it's more about the entertainment aspect of it, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, I <clears throat> I hear you there. In the industry itself, I mean, when, I, when I, I came from Sacramento, California, Northern California, before I moved to Vegas, and, you know, I was working in the strip clubs here or in this, in that area. And there, there was definitely a difference between a local town strip club versus a like metropolitan or that's like the, that's like the, the, the gauntlet of strip clubs in Vegas, right? Like, the, oh yeah, man. If you're going there, like you're, you're, you're doing something like, right? Like you don't go there just because you know you you actually have to have a reason to go there and it's you know you have to get licenses or uh, you know what i mean a sheriff's card and all that other stuff health so, card all that stuff and also yeah. like it, it also works in the stripper's advantage especially on the female standpoint because you know you and i'm from you know indiana where i got my start working at saturday nights at a place called pts but like you know in, in like small town indiana and like i think like small towns anywhere else you're gonna have like your regulars a lot the same fucking people week after week in Vegas, I'm not saying you don't get the regulars in strip clubs, but man, you're getting a new batch of people every week. And then a lot of them saved up all year to come here. And 
and and and I and I have I'm firm believer that when people come here, they're in a very Vegas state of mind. They're not maybe the same person they are back in Indiana or North Dakota or whatever. They're 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 here to party. And you see, I, I I mentioned before, you know, I see the best sides of people's party side. You know, they could be having whatever financial relationship troubles back home, but they leave that shit there when they come here, and they're just ready to party. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you a question. I'm going to give you a couple questions, but one of them Absolutely. is. What is like? What would you say the worst thing that happened? It, it, private show, uh, you know. I know that you'd worked in some uh, some of the gay clubs too as a go go dancer. Um, like, what is what is some of the the what is the worst thing that's ever happened to you as a as a male stripper? I've told this story a few times, and I've actually told it uh, a few times this last on the last couple of podcasts I did. Whenever, when everybody, someone, whenever someone asks me that question, the first story that comes to mind is, you know, when you're a stripper in Vegas and people feel like they're more comfortable with, with asking you to do a little bit more. Um, and you know, a lot of people have a hard time believing me on this, but you know, I, I have a small amount of my income every year. I have a handful of clients where the husbands and boyfriends will actually pay me to, to fuck their wives. And, uh, and 90% of the time people don't believe me, but 90% of the time it's healthy. And I'm not saying for you people to do this but from my personal experience some of the healthiest relationships i've ever seen are swingers swingers sometimes are this the happiest fucking go lucky people i usually would meet the husband they usually had the girls the night before tonight's the girls time to have their wife's time to have fun so they'll, they'll call us in but you know there was one time i met a gentleman at caesar's palace and i could tell right away you know he was he was yacked off coke just yacked which is fine I'm not judging. You're in Vegas. I don't give a fuck what you're on, you know. But, you know, I thought it was at first, you know, I thought it was going to be the typical go in. It was going to be like a little couple show. They're going to play around a little bit. But I got the bad energy kind of when I walked in there at first. And it didn't seem like the wife was about it like he was. And, you know, so I start off like a typical strip dance. You know, I I think I had either my cowboy hat on or I had my my cop outfit. Um, I had the music going, just started my normal strip, got down to my Calvin Klein underwear. And then, like, when it got to that point, Again, I've said this before. I remember he had a real high-pitched voice. And he was all like, yeah, baby, pull that cock out. Start stroking his dick. And I was like, and you could tell she was a little reserved. And whenever that happens, I always I always look at the girl. And I'm always like, hey, I'm always like, hey, do what you're comfortable with. You know, I, I'm paid entertainment at this point. I'm in your world because you paid me to be here. Yeah. So she starts, you know, pulls my cock out, starts giving me, you know, a half a hand job. And then he starts going, yeah, baby, put that cock in your mouth. You know, suck that cock clean. And I'm sitting there like, you know, if you want to, you know, go ahead. But again, the dynamic I can feel is just off. It's off. It's not like the swinger couples and the, and the healthier couples I do. Because a lot of times the husbands will join in. The wife's all about it. She'll initiate the sex. She's kind of reserved and doesn't kind of want to do it. She's kind of doing it. And then, like, there's a, a, a thing that will haunt my memory forever in this situation. He goes, if you want me to give you a baby and give you that money that you asked for, you better suck his cock now. <laughs> and, and that, my cock went, and it, it did, I'm, 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 I'm supposed to stay hard in this situation. Mm-hmm. Any excitement, and at that point, I'd left the room, and I had put my cock back in my pants, and I said, we're not doing this. I, as politely as I could, he had bought me a vodka tonic. I, as politely as I could, finished my drink, and excused myself from that suite. But as far as when you say I'm comfortable, that was a, I mean, you have to understand, I'm, I'm in a, a private suite with these two individuals I've never met before, 
the power dynamic is fucking completely wrong. Now I tell the story in my book. It's it was it's it, it was a for me that was a horrible experience because that was something that I could tell the wife wasn't in on. I mean, yeah. it just you know she wasn't. She was just trying to, to appease her husband. And so like and when you when you say stuff like that, and that's the or ask me a question like that rather. That's the first thing that comes to mind. One hundred percent. That was a yeah, horrible I, time for me. You know, I, I could I could imagine. Um, you know, I've been in I've been in a swinger situation a time or two, and uh, yeah. so you know how usually how happy they are. You know, I, I yeah, you know, yeah. They, 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 I mean, I the folks that are actually in the lifestyle and they've been doing this, and they're not just exactly. new into it, dabbling, trying to figure it out, and you know, I it uh there's a there's a difference you know the newbies they still like they're trying to figure out if this is something that they want to do and they're like window shopping right i've been to some of these swinger parties that they have where you know it's i've been hired for a bunch of those man i know exactly and and sometimes i think you'll agree with me with especially with the newbies the, the the reality of the situation is a whole lot different than the fantasy they have in their heads Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, when you, when it's right, when I'm right there in front of your face, it's real now. You know, there's yeah. a guy, he's here now, you know, you're not fantasizing or talking about it in your bedroom anymore. But like you said, you get the people that have been doing this for a while. They are fucking all about it. Like I tell a story, what got me to Vegas is I used to enter these competitions in Rawls on Indiana called Nudes of Poppin', NAP, for strippers go to compete to get awards and stuff. And I, had, I used to, it was back in 2007, I was 22 years old. I was walking off stage back to my car with my trophies and I ran into these two blonde girls and she just looked right up and down at me. She goes, you're a sexy motherfucker. I just want to suck your dick now. And I said, go ahead. And she literally right away in front of like 200 people dropped to her knees and just started blowing. You know, her friends laughing, kind of cheered her on. And I remember the security, they, they knew me at the time, came rolling up in their golf cart and was like, hey, 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 you know, you can't. You can't do that here. Take that private. They laughed about it, and we all laughed about it. So we went back to their, like, I call it an RV, but they were like, they had some money, obviously, because they almost looked like a band tour bus they were traveling in. Yeah. So I take her back to her RV, and, you know, we're hanging out for a second, and I bend her over the kitchen counter, and I pull her little panties to the side, and I start fucking her. And I'm fucking her for maybe a minute or two, and a guy comes in the room. And he walks right in through the front door and he goes, he goes, what the fuck's going on here? That's my fucking wife. Dude, my heart stopped. And then before I could even say anything, he pulls his dick out and puts it in her mouth. He goes, oh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> we ran a train on his wife. But that was, that was my ex- first experience with like real swingers. Yeah, and yeah. Everyone was happy about it. I mean, in, in most of the parties I do where, where I'm cuckolding or, or, or cucking or whatever you want to call it, it's super healthy. The wife wants it. It seems like the husband gets off on it. But that that story I just told you, you know, about me being up in Caesar's Palace, that was that was an uncomfortable, horrible experience for for me, and I'm I'm sure for the wife involved. The, the, you know, I've worked around a lot of gay men, and I was just getting the vibe that that he wanted to be the one mm-hmm. with my with my dick in his mouth, not his wife, and he was trying to vicariously like live vicariously through her. So again, I. Uh, that was an unpleasant experience. So that when that when people ask me that, that's the first thing that always comes to my mind. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, next one. What is the coolest thing that has ever happened to you? Let's see here. Man, there's been a lot of cool parties, man. Oh uh, fuck! I mean, I've had a lot of great experiences. Like, uh, you know, this just last weekend. What are we? Today's what Monday? 
So just like Saturday night, I was at the two-story suite at the Gold Nugget with a group of, great group of girls from uh, California. You know, it was like 15 of them. Fucking wild, fun time. But, you know, when I think of like really good ones, and I talk about it in my book, there was one a long time ago that I did at the, Venice, the Venetian, and it was at the Venezia Tower, and it was an AM party. They had me like at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning. And I remember they had me wheeled in on a breakfast cart, you know, and they, they, they put the whipped cream and butter on my nipples and they were eating pancakes off my abs. And, uh, then, uh, obviously they, they, uh, they wanted to do like, you know how men, they like to do the cocaine off a stripper's ass. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to do cocaine off my butt cheeks. So now I'm completely nude at this point almost. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting kind of half hard. So then I made the suggestion, let's do some lines off my cock. And I remember the girls like, yeah, <laughs> you know? So they start doing the lines off my cock, and then uh, uh, it, again, when you ask me like, "Cool," that was exactly. a really fun time for me. And, and again, like you know, people a lot of times think I'm lying and I'm flexing, and it's like, dude, this has just been my life. And it's just like I'm walking into other people's worlds, and I feel truly blessed to be able to do this for a living. But like that, the situation I described to you just now has happened a ton. That's like a normal thing now. Girls yeah. love doing cocaine off our cocks. It happens <laughs> all the time, you know, all the time. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's you're absolutely right. It the times are are, are definitely changing. Um, I fuck man, when I was living out there, it was uh, I had I had a good time, man. I I, I liked Vegas. The you know the the what got me was I kept trying to recreate what I had in in California, in Vegas, and okay. it's completely different. You know what I mean? It, it, times of life. You know what I mean? Periods of time are are that. They're periods of time. They were meant to be there. You can't recreate At that time. Yeah. You know? You can't and again, recreate you know, it. People, tourists come here in a Vegas state of mind, too. Mm-hmm. That always works to my advantage. They might not be the same person again, like I said, back in Indiana or Dakota or whatever. You know, it's, 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 if they come here ready to fucking go. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So that works to my benefit. Yeah. That, I, I, I call it the, uh, I call it the Cinderella syndrome. So, you know, Cinderella has the fairy godmother and all that. She's not that by midnight. All her stuff mm-hmm. goes away. When I'm in these hotel suites, I got these girls in the palm of my hand. It's because of the state of mind they're in. I bring good energy. But as soon as I leave that hotel suite, it's done. Cinderella's yeah. magic is worn off. So I just call it, I call it the Cinderella syndrome. You got to get what you can while you're in that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, when that moment's over, it's over. Yep. Yeah, and they're going back their life, and here I'm going back to my life. So for for the folks that don't know, uh, let's go ahead and add in uh, this to the stream. This is Mason's uh, web page, and uh, yeah, Mason MasonDocs.com. You can you can actually get the book right there with just a few clicks right there. Yeah, there you go. It's right there. Um, and you know, if he you want you want to see his abs, we'll show you we'll show you some pictures from the gallery. For all you ladies out there who uh, would like to see what Mason looks like, not bad, brother. Uh, thank you, man. I've been very blessed. I, I, I mean, I do work out, but it's like uh, I've never done steroids a day in my life. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm only a, I'm five, I'm, I'm roughly about 5'10", 170, 175 pounds. So I've just been blessed with some abs. You know, I, I, I work out a lot, but, you know, I think a lot of that's genetics, too. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, and eating right, which is about eighty percent of it. <clears throat> I don't get me wrong; I get down. I, it's crazy when people say that. It's, I'm one of those few people that can eat just a shit ton of carbs. You know, I, I, if I told you how many carbs I ate a day, you'd probably be amazed. I, 
ton of carbs. Yeah. Well, you just got that metabolism. What are you like, 35? Just, uh, what are we in? It's I just like a, about a week ago. I just turned 38. Oh, all right. Well, close. You know, just turned 38 years old. So still blessed to be in this business. I said I started in Vegas when I was 22. And here I am 16, here I am 16 years later. Awesome. So for anybody out there who's thinking about maybe doing something like this, you know, you're, you're a good looking guy, you know, you might have a little bit of a washboard stomach. You like to work out, you like to exercise, you like the ladies, you know what I mean? And they think that they're going to come out and, and, you know, be a, be a male stripper and they're going to get tons of pussy and they're going to just, you know, handle it. The problem is, is that unless you're doing private shows, you have to, you have to be willing to to dance for men, right? Yeah, you know, it's, I'm glad you brought that up. That's so. I've had a great career. I've worked for the same company. They're called Sin City Strippers. I've worked for them since I moved down here, and I'm still with them today. And uh, what got me in that company was when I was filling out applications back in 2007. I was the first guy on the application because it asked you, "Are you comfortable with dancing for men?" I was like, "Yes." And he said I was the first guy to check yes, and that's what got me in the company. Mm, yeah, so, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I have a story. Like, so when I was thinking about doing this, and I didn't want to work, and I just, you know, I wanted to do something easy to make money. I want some easy money. Um, and and I was still, you know, I was I was uh, a lot leaner and, and better in better shape. Um, and so I decided, all right, let's try this. I'm gonna go hook up with a with an escort service, and and I'm gonna go and and do private shows. And uh, so they sent me out to one and it, and it was a dude. Right. And I was like, Oh, I, I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That's okay, man. I didn't. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you didn't. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but you should always listen to your gut. And if you feel uncomfortable doing something, you should just always listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it it wasn't anything that had to do with, you know, that it just, it, it was, I just, I don't know. I just couldn't do it, man. I was like, oh, no, I'm just going to go get a real job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. You know, and again, it's it's not for everybody. And and again, I'm not flexing. I'm one of maybe a handful of people I know in this town that have been doing it this long. Yeah. There's not, I mean, and I, and I joke all the time. You've heard of Magic Mike. I'm fucking Magic Mason. I'm the real, <laughs> I'm the real deal. I, I, I've been in Indiana. I like a reason when people ask me, you know, this, there's no way this guy's as happy. Listen, I, I used to walk to work to Taco Bell. My dad fucking died at a young age. I got kicked out of my house real young. Walking to work to Taco Bell. Went from Taco Bell to working a, a fucking factory job. And then I was blessed enough to be able to get into stripping and make my, you know, do my baby steps up to Vegas. So like, I'm all, I still am so appreciative of what I can do. I mean, I, I don't get the same excitement as I did when I was 22, 23, 24, but I'm still very blessed and very happy because I know what's on the other side of that. You know, I know putting in hours. I know what it's like to be laughed at with having no car and working in a fast food joint. You know, I know what it's like to have to go to a factory job every day and not make what you think you should be able to make. It's just so, I, I'm just super appreciative for what I have. Absolutely. That's where my happiness comes from. I would, I would imagine. Jesus Christ, you, it really you, does. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're having beautiful women probably most of the time, and I'm sure there's, you know, others. But I mean, you got beautiful women that are happy, 
you know, to see you and, you know, invited you there and they want to throw money at you. I mean, shit, what's that that every about? Like I said, I've been doing this. I've been doing this every weekend for 16 years. I've done thousands of these parties. And it is. It's 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 a great feeling every time. I, it, it, it's something I'm addicted to. Like I make, I, I talk about it in my book. Like I'm, I'm, I love pro wrestling. Like I don't watch it as much as I did. But back in the '90s, the Attitude Era, Stone Cold, yeah. fucking The Rock, me, that whole era. Like I, dude, I'm all about it. I still watch some of the stuff. In fact, you can't see it above me. My back, my, my biological dad was alive. He took me to WrestleMania eight. I have like mm-hmm. a big portrait thing of all that. But uh, um, I, I, I like compare myself to a wrestler a lot. One of these, you know, one of these days, like, a, you know, Stone Cold, The Undertaker, they're going to have, they had their last match. You know, one of these days, I'm going to shut the hotel suite for the last time. You know, and it's going to be a sad day for me. I, you know, hopefully I, I'm a little better state of mind, but I, I, there's something about this job for me because I just like to entertain. I'm very addicted to. Well, it's a lot of dopamine hits for sure. I mean, just imagine all of the, you know, if you're, if you're having a bad, the bad confidence day. I'm, I'm sure as soon as you walk through that door, it's immediately changed. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Yeah, I remember there was one time, you know, it's been years ago, and I, I, I was with this girl. I was in love. You know, she ended up breaking up with me. I was very, very sad. But, you know, there were times where I went to these parties, and that helped me not to be fucking sad. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, fuck, me, Fuck, oh, fuck. There's, there's plenty of, like, it, it, literally, there's plenty of fish out here in the sea. Don't say it home and salt, but yeah, there. You know, there's something to be said about that. You're absolutely right. There's something with the dopamine. I'm, I'm addicted, like almost a drug, to this job. It's mm-hmm. it's it's great. I don't want it to end, and I'll I'll openly admit I fucking hate the passing of time. I hate the fact that we get older. I do. I wish I could stay here, but I, it's the, the reality is it's not. I mean, it's 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 never it's ever going. One of these days, I'm going to be too old to do this fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Remember that? Uh, you ever see Dazed and Confused? I love that movie, man. Yeah, me too. The all right, all right, all right, all right. I get older, they stay the same age. age. You know what's funny is like, uh, that's hilarious. I'm glad you brought that up. But like in today's woke culture, which mm-hmm. I think's bullshit, by the way, I'll open oh, yeah. say that. I uh, that his line would probably be, "We need a, we need to cancel." Yeah, McConaughey. You know, yeah, but that's hilarious. I love that movie, man. Fucking eh, funny story that has nothing to do with stripping. And the small town that I came from, it was a rite of passage. I got paddled, bro. Mm. My freshman year, the football team got me. But then after they got me, they were giving me beers. We were smoking. They're bumming me cigarettes. I was invited to the party. You know, it's like it was just like that movie. Yeah, you know, almost. You know, so yeah, my high school. Yeah, my high school years were a lot like that. You know, the different, all the stoners, they all hung out. Everybody had the, the cool cars and the older cars. Like, I think, I don't know, I'm Gen X, and I think that... I thought, I, well, By the way, according to Harvard University, mm-hmm. I, was, I was born in 1984. That's mm-hmm. the last year of GX. So, I'm okay. part of the club, bro. I'm part of the club. Well, then we're the last ones that actually know the difference between the old world and the new world and we actually know like and we know enough like our parents bought in 100 percent, right their parents bought in 100 percent to the to the facade to the to the to the game right because it was easy it was easier to trick people in those days yeah Yeah. there's just so much information you can't you can't it's harder to trick these kids but we were the ones that where we saw we started to see the bullshit more so than our parents that's why we 
you know, a lot of us didn't buy into the, to the, you know, what just happened the last, you know, three years. Um, exactly. And so, you know, I, I think we're the most dangerous generation. Yeah. Cause I, I again, like, uh, you know, I get, I, I get a lot of shit sometimes for using slurs like, uh, like I, I openly, I, I, I do adult films. I've been doing that for like the past year or so. And I, I openly work with trans performers mm-hmm. and uh, I, I say tranny sometimes and I, I've gotten bombarded for saying that, saying that's like a slur. You shouldn't say that. That's as bad as saying the N word. I'm like, are you kidding me? I was like, that's what you, that's what you were called back in the day. So like, I, mm-hmm. I, again, you know, I digress, but I, I say trans more and more now, but it's like, I just tell some of these people, like, I'm not used to this yeah. soft, weak shit, you know, again, and, 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 and for the record, Fucking Andrew Tate, supporter right here, baby. I'm all about Andrew Tate. Who's Andrew Tate? Oh, oh, Andrew Tate. You gotta look him up. We're done. They they canceled him off all the social media because he was he's a very outspoken male, a very outspoken, not woke individual. You'll mm-hmm. definitely have to look him up after this podcast. Andrew Tate. All right, well, I will look that up. Um, yeah, we're just we're just in a we're we're in a, you know, I don't. Know. Str- I know the, 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 it's 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 so it's so like it's hard to explain where the fuck we're at. I know. I mean, because it, it's everything has sort of been inverted. Everything is you know what's up is down, what's left is right, and then you've got everything else that's going on, you know, with Russia and then all these other things. And it's like, and you, then you start you know going and 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 researching and and you know, depending on what it is that you're watching or listening to. I mean, I I cut out anything mainstream, nothing. I don't watch nothing. I don't even turn on my TV anymore. Cable, none. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't have a had cable in years. Like I have like HBO Max and stuff like that for like movies. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I don't do the. I don't. I'm like you. I don't do the bullshit news and all that. I, I don't. I and again, I'm not getting political. I don't do CNN. But I, I don't do Fox News either. I don't do any of the bullshit. You know, I don't. If 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 Tucker Carlson happens to like shoot through my my YouTube whatever it's recommending you know I'll, I'll watch it but i mean i don't go out of my way to to look at fox news or any of that stuff and you know my life has been so much more like chill like i'm not i'm not yeah, i'm not feel better yeah like i'm not as like wound up all the time you know like angry about something you know that i can't put my finger on what is it on you know you just watch you know listen to 30 minutes of of horse shit you know that's that's misinforming you, because they don't inform you. That's for sure. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, and then again, like uh, you know, I, I respect everybody. Anybody who knows me personally in my personal life, you know, I respect everybody. I do. I don't give a shit about your skin color, your fucking religion, your gender. I mean, an asshole's an asshole. I, I, I said at the end of Mark character. You know, I, I exactly. I say at the end of Mark's show. You know, Charlie Murphy had a really great saying. You know, everyone's like, you got to earn my respect. You know, I respect everyone, man. What you earn from me is my disrespect. And then once you earn it, I'm not going to spend energy writing you a bunch of stupid comments or bombarding you on the phone. I just, I, I just cut you out and move on. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's all about energy, man. It's all about energy. We only, we're only here for so long. So I'm not, I'm not trying to waste any time. Again, humble beginnings and being appreciative for what you have makes you a happier person. Again, I, I've had trauma in my life. I've had sad shit to happen to me. I could go on and on for days about shit I'm unhappy about, but you know what? There's nothing more unattractive than a grown man bitching. We're Generation X. 
So I ain't fucking bitch shit. I'm going to put up with it, and I'm going to fucking find it. And then again, John Taffer has a saying. I embrace solutions, not excuses. Mm, there you go. There you go. Like it. I like it, man. We're all suffering, man. We're all yeah. suffering. There, there's way more suffering in life than there is anything else. And that's, I think that's what it's a, it's about figuring out how to, how to embrace the suck, right? Yes. How to embrace the suffering because all the lessons are in the shit. They all, are. All of the lessons are, are in where you don't want to be, but you got to be there in order to, in order to move on and, and, and about, progress. It doesn't matter how many times you fucking fall off the horse, get your ass back up. And get back on the cell, bitch. Oh, yeah. It's you know, it's what I've always told. And, and another saying that's really helped me, you know, really tone in on my happiness is is life is full of beauty, life is full of suffering. You cannot control what happens to you. You can only control how you react. Mm-hmm. That's it, man. All right, so let's let's shift a little bit. <clears throat> sure. We're, we're about thirty five or thirty three minutes. Um, I don't want to go too much longer. People's attention no span seems to to not like the hour long episodes. Um, so, uh, relationships, like what are, what are those like in, in, you know, having a job like you have? Um, I know that I, I dated a stripper, you know, uh, way back. I've dated plenty of them. Um, and I was cool with it. I mean, it didn't bother me, but I mean, there's a, there's a thin line there. And I think with women and and men, it's, it's completely different, you know, with a, with a woman, if you don't care and you're like, oh yeah, go whatever, do what you got to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to impede on your life and change who you are. If this is what you like to do, then, then rock it. Um, but you know, sometimes women can take that as like, well, then you just don't care about me because what kind of a man would, would let his woman go out and do something like that? You know what I mean? Uh, Hey, it's all about communication, you know, but it's completely different. I don't know. going to have their own set of rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's completely different with, with a man because it, it doesn't, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know, man. I, I would just, I would think that it would be different. Yeah. Well, in my line of work, it's it's harder to have a relationship for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, especially stuff crossed over in the adult film department and stuff. But, you know, again, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound too much like an asshole, but I just, I don't give a shit. Like mm-hmm. you can't force those things. And if I meet somebody and I've had plenty of chances to have a, a girlfriend or a wife, I honest, I have. And uh, I feel like, in my opinion, a lot of guys settle. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to get. I'm just going to conform. I don't see Another reason why I'm single a lot because I don't conform. I've dated plenty of hot girls who are like, they get to know me. They're like, and then they start nagging me about stripping. As soon as you start nagging me about my job, we're done. I have enough shit in my life. When I come home, I want peacefulness. I want love. And I just want calm. When I come home from work, I don't want to be quizzed on if I did this or I did that or if you did you do this. No, I I go away. We're done. And I, you know, most of my successful relationships have been with other adult performers because, like you said, as far as me not caring, I understand why they're out later. I understand why they're this way and that because I'm in the same business. But I you know I'm right now. I'm currently single. Um, uh, if it, if I if I happen to meet somebody and we and we settle down great, but I, again I I a lot of girls end up calling me an asshole at the end. Maybe, maybe I am, but I, I'm also a really I'm I'm a lover. You know I I I can care for you. I'm I'm a provider. You know I work hard, but it's like I'm not. Again, when I come home to me, this is I, I so much of my job, bro, 
is fucking crazy parties, women screaming. You know, I worked for plenty of gay guys too. I did a party just last night at the Cosmopolitan. It was a 50th birthday, half girls, half gay guys. Like, yeah, I'm around so many people, you know, and it's like when I come home, what I love to do is I came home last night, I poured a glass of wine, I made myself dinner, and I, wa I finally watched the season finale of Game of Thrones. I was late on that, but, you know, that's, that was, that, that's, that's, that's what I like to do. When I get off the phone with you, like, we're in my bedroom now. When I get off the phone with you, I actually have a night off. I actually might fill up my PS5 and just play a little Call of Duty. I'm, I'm a super, super mellow guy. You know, I, I, I love what I do, and if you hire me, you're going to get the best in the business. This will be my plug. I'm Mason Knox. That's M-A-S-I-N-K-N-O-X uh, dot com. You can pre-order my book. You can hire me as a stripper. And, and, and I think I'm one of the best in the business. And uh, and it's the entertainment standpoint. You know, I know I'm not one of those. Uh, I know I'm not one of the bigger guys in the group. But, you know, a lot of these steroid guys. And I, I get a lot of shit, too, where people, like, tell me because I'm, I'm skinnier. You know, I'm not big. It's like, dude, this isn't professional wrestling. This isn't. This isn't bodybuilding. This isn't the world's strongest man contest. This is entertainment. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, you don't have to be the biggest guy in the industry to do this job. You really don't. No, no, I mean, dude, you're, 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 you seem to be rocking it. You, you, you're, you don't have no problems, man. I, I, uh, I'm I just, lasted, 50, I'm, I'm I lasted, I tell people, you know, that give me shit. It's like, will you come do my job? I remember I get a party once, like we call them mixed crowd parties. And, uh, a lot of times they're at people's homes or they do Airbnbs. And when I mean mixed crowd, mixed crowd to, to in our industry, um, usually being straight guys and girls, you know, two people. And a lot of times I'll notice the straight guys. I remember one time I was with like these guys that were these bodybuilders and stuff. And they're all like, they're like, oh, be careful. We're going to fucking come take your job. I was like, fucking do it. Come take it. I've been doing this at this point. I've been doing it for like 12 years. I've been doing this for 12 years. Go ahead, bro. Step into the game. What's stopping you? My yeah, last, you know, take it. No, because you can't do it. Mm -hmm. There's more to it than your fucking big muscles, big dude. And uh, again, I, I, I wanted to touch on that because a lot of people don't really ask me about that. You know, I've never done steroids. It's never been my thing. Um, it's To me, it's been about the attitude and the energy. Energy goes such a long way, my brother. You bring a good energy to a party. You know, you, you bring good times. You get a good routine. You're going to get hired again and again. And there, there, there's a reason I've lasted 16 years for the same company in Las Vegas, Nevada, the stripping capital of the world. Yeah, that's a, that, there's a lot to say for that, man, because that, that town is a, a revolving door. I've seen everything. people fucking get chewed up and spit out here over and over. I've seen strippers that can't handle the, laps, the lifestyle, get sucked into drugs, get, struck in the, get sucked into the partying, and they can't last, which is nothing wrong with that. But again, you know, like, you, you, know, I, you have to have structure in your life to be able to make it this business, believe it or not. Now, if you're just like a little 20-something-year-old just doing stripping for a little bit, no, there's, I, I could go for one for days and maybe we could do another podcast sometime just about my earlier days and PTs and working the unicorn. I wasn't always this structured. No, I, I've been known to take girls back to my car, fuck them. I've done my fair share of cocaine back in the day. I've done it all, but you have to level that shit out if you're going to last in this business. We're called weekend warriors. You have to, you know, we have to have a very good structure for the weekend and not really have a party lifestyle because you got to be focused and ready to go. I, you know, I do. Sometimes I do 15 parties a week. You know, I'm busy sometimes. And like, and imagine, to put it this way, say I do 10 parties a week. There's average 10 girls per party. That's 100 girls. I'm picking you girls up three or four times each, doing the moves, spinning, dancing, boom, boom, get your money, thank you, thank you, get your stuff together, on to the next one. Got to do it all over again. 
Boom, 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 pick them up, on to the next one. Thank you. Got to do it all over again. Got to do it all over again. You know, it's it's almost like working a, a day labor job. Yeah, yeah. No, I very I imagine. You know, so, but yeah, man, again, you know, it's, it's masonknots.com. My, my, every book I like to say, if you get my book on my website, um, it comes with a free audible. So there's a free audible download card you get with every book. So for the, I call it the, the lazy reader, but it's just the way people do it now. It's, it's audibles. A lot of people don't really read the books anymore. They just do, uh, they just do the audibles and it's available now on my website. You can book me as a stripper. Uh, it has a link to my OnlyFans if you're into that kind of thing. So my, my, my website has everything you need to know about me, including my, uh, including my social media links. Awesome. One spot, man. Just the one spot you got to go to masonknox.com. Check out his book. Uh, hire him to, to for an event if if that's what you want. If you're if you're in in Vegas, uh, any of that stuff, man, dude. I definitely appreciate you taking the time. Uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Tyler, who uh, made this happen, set this up. Oh yeah, Mr. Sherman, Mr. Sherman himself. That guy's a he, he's been a really helpful guy. He's he's really hooked me up with a lot of the podcasts and introducing it to, 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 to great people like you. And and I like to return the favor to you and, and just say thank you. For giving me the chance to come on my show or come on that to come on your show and be able to tell a little bit about my story and to promote my book man thank you very much no awesome man. that's i mean that's what this is about brother it's about creators content creators i mean you're creating content you know the book that's content you know and it's just that's the way we got to do it these days man the the old ways of doing things just don't seem to work anymore so absolutely man this book uh you know, you know it ships out and ships out on halloween you know, it's the true story of a Las Vegas adult entertainer. I've been doing this for 16 years now. So this is this is full of all kinds of stories from from hospice parties to Mother's Day parties to costume parties, to gay parties, to straight parties, to mansion parties, to porn parties. I've done them all. And it's all covered in this book here. All right. There you go. You got it right here on the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. You got Mason Knox, brother. Thank you. Um, I'm going to get uh, roll us out of here. Stay stay put for a minute, and I'll uh, catch up with you as soon as I, I hey, get it. Again, man, I can't, I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to call on your show, man. Thank you. No, you're welcome, bro. Appreciate it. Peace. All right, everybody. So there you go. Mason Knox. I got, I got tons of Vegas stories. I, I need to have this guy on again. Uh, I've got a ton of stories too about Vegas and some of the crazy shit that I did while I was there tweaking. Um, <laughs> methamphetamine in Vegas is definitely not a good mix. Um, so anyways, uh, until next time, man, keep it 100, stay true to yourself. Cause everything else is just noise. God damn it. Where the fuck is my, this is having a bad day. I can't find my outro now. All right, there it is. I'm You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.